Before we jump into this week's episode, please consider subscribing to Some Assembly Required by tapping the follow icon inside the player you're listening on. No fuss, no frills, and it's free. Thank you very much. From facing setbacks to thriving comebacks, we're here for it. Some Assembly Required is all about the head and the heart overcoming adversity, or at least working through it. And this week is no different. My name is Sean Lutz, and my guest is Nikki Kemp. Yeah, it's an honor to be here with you. Nikki is many things to many people, amongst them a daughter, a baby sister, a twin sister, an athlete, and a teacher. My my family and friends will tell you that I am the unashamedly the biggest singer out. I will sing wherever I am. I love being a sounding board for people, but I also need people to be a sounding board for me, if that makes sense. One of my go-to sayings is this, um, God's timing is perfect, so and His ways are not are not always the same as ours, and we've got to sometimes rest in that. Which isn't always so easy. The waiting can sometimes be the hardest part. The waiting period is tough, let me tell you. <laughs> it um, is easier said than done. You also work in on radio, don't you? I do, I do. I am a proud volunteer for Bush Radio, 89.5 in Salt River. So it's called the Speak Up Show. I'm trying to get them to do disability awareness, but <laughs> that's a work in progress. Um, but we cover things like gender-based violence, suicide, um, the recent storms that have happened in Cape Town, the unrest, taxi violence, those sort of things. Things that people know about and they acknowledge, but they like, oh, do we have to go down this road? And our catchphrase, if you can call it that, is join the conversation. It sounds to me like you're not afraid to, to bring things up. You don't shy away from difficult conversations. Not at all. Not at all. That's, you know, it's part of my personality, part of who God is making me to be, molding me, shaping me to be as someone who believes in transparency, open openness, honesty, and rawness. If you can't mm. be real um, and you put on a facade, then there's issues there. Nikki and I have never met in person. We connected on social media a couple years ago. You see, my daughter has developmental delays and intractable epilepsy, a challenge that very few can grasp. But Nikki gets it. I would describe myself as a people's person, a go-getter, um, straightforward individual. So it says it as it is. If I don't agree with someone, with someone or something that someone says, I will say, okay, um, I respect your opinion here, but let's agree to disagree. And say, for instance, someone says to me, ooh, you want to do the comrades in like five years. Don't you think that with your disability and limitations, that's going to be impossible? I'll shake my head and I'll be like, cool, thanks for your opinion, but um, <clears throat> I'll do it anyway. Well, I'll strive to do it anyway. You know, that's, it's always been in me, but it is that side of me is being formed as I mature, as I grow older. I mean, I'm 34, so I'm still young and I'm still learning things. That's life, eh? You've mentioned disability awareness and your disability now. Mm. Uh, would you mind sharing what exactly that is? Yeah, sure. So when I mention disability awareness or I say my limitations, my type of disability is um, called, it 
cerebral palsy for short. I say CP because sometimes CP is just easier. But I always say to people that aren't in the know that when they hear about CP, they think, they immediately think, oh my goodness, but that's wheelchair bound, speech impediment, feeding tube, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, no, nobody. <laughs> no, that's not always, that's not always the case. Like I have CP. My type of CP is called hemiplegia which quintessentially means that um, the one side of my body is slightly paralyzed. hate using that word. (laughs) It is what it is. Slightly paralyzed. Um, In my case, it's left hemi. It means that, you know, my left side has to sometimes be reminded to click into action. (laughs) Um, And my right side automatically on the default loves to do all the work. (laughs) Nikki goes on to share that while some people happily embrace the term disabled, Others rebel against it. And the more I become folded into the community of differently abled people, the more I realize it really is a personal preference, maybe a mindset even. Now, you might think this a little odd, but it's something that Pharrell Williams said during an episode of The Voice many years ago, soon after Zoe was born, that has helped me formulate my thinking around this. He was saying to the contestants, I'm looking for other And he didn't clarify what other was. He didn't say he wanted different. He didn't say he wanted loud or small or high-pitched. He simply said other. And he said, I'll know what the other is when I hear it, when I see it. I shared this with Nikki saying, sometimes for me, disabled people of determination, those with limitations, those that are challenged in ways that most of society isn't, is simply other. Different doesn't necessarily mean bad or good. It's simply other. And if we can see it like that, then hopefully we can be a little bit more empathetic and compassionate towards one another. Yes, so good. So good. Sorry, I'm 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 the type of person that goes, as you're talking, and I agree with some with something or someone, irrespective of we if we're just having like heart to heart or wherever we are, I will go. Come on, that's so good. Love it. Beautiful. Well, I'm glad that resonates with you then as well. Yeah. In that context, Nikki, tell me about if you don't mind some of the misconceptions that you've come up against. Sure. In the 34 years that you've been alive. Oh my word, where do I start? Quit while you're ahead because you can't do it. It's impossible for you to do it. Mm. So people not believing in me, choosing to, on a bad day, choosing to judge me on face value instead of going, actually, like I heard it down the grapevine that her type of um, limitation is one that she's fine on, well, fine on um, on one day and she like just crashes in terms of physically, on another day. So um, people don't want to acknowledge that, mm. which is which is sad. <laughs> people need to be educated. And from a mental health standpoint, that's a big hurdle to overcome when physically mm-hmm. you simply cannot get your left hemisphere yeah. to do what the right hemisphere is doing. And there's an internal dialogue that's happening. What is that internal dialogue generally saying to you, Nikki, on those bad days? Yo, um, just like, come on, girl, you've got this. You've got this. Keep pushing. Keep doing what you can do, um, but don't give up. Like, it's tough, Mm. but you've got to crawl before you can walk, (laughs) and tomorrow's a new day. And with each new day, 
People of determination continue to persevere. I can see this in Zoe. Her diagnosis includes global developmental delays, which is an umbrella term used for children who are significantly delayed in their cognitive and their physical development. I guess it's a catch-all for everything from motor skills to speech to social and emotional development. There's a lot that's delayed in Zoe's development. Things like therapy and inputs continued stimulation to trigger those neurological pathways can be beneficial. And they have been for Zoe. I've been going to the Enable Center, which is a neuro rehab place for everybody under the sun, not just for people with disabilities, which I love. Um, but they basically are assisting me with getting my left side to switch on, <laughs> to try and click permanently. It's a struggle. The struggle is real. <laughs> I've been fortunate to be part of the Kaylee Campaign family. And now also um, knitted into an amazing organization called Warriors on Wheels. So I'm part of both. Such a privilege and a blessing to be part of them. And I always tell people I've been on an interesting journey. I'm still on an interesting journey to acceptance. Um, and learning that sometimes my body revolves <laughs> and I have to accept that and work around it. Other times, um, things are like, Yes, please. Let's go. Let's crush this. <laughs> On the subject of crushing this, have I mentioned yet that Nikki is an avid adaptive athlete? While her left hemisphere might not always keep up with the right side of her body, her chosen sport is running and long distances too. Tell me about your best race. Can I tell you about one of my most memorable races? Was last year's Cape Town um, Sunlum 42. Oh, I get teary-eyed when I think about it, but I was blessed to do it with my older sister, Saskia. She is five years older than my twin sister and I, so she was inspired by me to start running. She um, is very sporty, and she's like me. She's headstrong. She's a go-getter. If you ask her to do something and it resonates with her, she'll do it. And she got a bit of FOMO during lockdown when those silly rules were implemented and she used to look at my posts on social media back then and go internally she'd go this is not fair like I'm staying right by the beach she stays in Strand why does my little sister get to run and exercise like that and her endorphins are fired and I'm like not able to do much so off she went and she started running and the rest is history she um, and I did our first well her first full marathon so 42 and it was my second son and third full marathon but the blessing of doing it side by side with my sister and you know when when you run it's a roller coaster of emotions so you also experience on long runs what is called a, a runner's wall so you hit your wall and um, that that often happens 30k's in and up um, and last year it was not running weather it it was boiling it was a scorcher and I mean, Sunlum Cape Town as a race have never experienced so many DNFs. So DNFs do not, did not finish. And it was horrific. But um, Sus, who's able-bodied, you know, helped me in certain points where my body was failing and the heat was getting to me. And she would run ahead slightly to the water tables and go, okay, my, my, my sister's coming. Would you please stop what you're doing and douse her with water? And that's what she'd do. And she would say, like, next 
because we've got a similar like love language. <laughs> so words of affirmation, and physical touch. And she would come alongside me and go, next, you've got this. I know you're hurting, but keep going, keep pushing. We will finish this together. And we did. I mean, we finished with me. I don't know if you've heard of the rap song that goes lean back, lean back. So <laughs> with me literally unable to stand, I was able to crawl, but like <laughs> Jaina Jenna Chalinor moment, I call it, <laughs> where she's crawling across the line at Comrades and she still makes it as like top 10. It was just, oh, it was emotional to watch. But yeah, my Jenna Chalinor moment where my sister was kind of holding me like this and another two friends were like holding me like that. But I had to make my way over the line myself. As I get over the line, I literally, they said, okay, you can let her go. You can, she can collapse. The medics were there to carry me to the tent, but we've done it and we got the medal. So yeah, it's moments like that. eh? Sometimes life isn't about going out and gunning for PBs. It's about the memories that you make along the way and saying that like, despite the obstacles, despite the difficulties, I still did it. kilometers or a marathon distance is a massive feat for anybody, able-bodied or not. Yeah. Why running, Nikki? How did you get drawn to running? So I got joined into running as a result of um, starting my rehab and fitness journey. Um, And I started as a result of having a major physical setback. The beginning of 2018, I woke up one morning and I couldn't move let alone like almost speak. It was, I thought I was having a full on stroke, (laughs) but it turned out that it was, um, I've later learned that it was a um, cerebral palsy flare up, they call like a major one. Um, And basically I was given the option, you know, to wallow in self pity and let myself get worse or to crawl out of bed and pick up the phone and do what I need to do. And, sort, you know, do something about it. And I chose the latter. You know, the journey was obviously very slow, still is at times. But they, the professionals, basically came alongside of me and said, you see, you can actually run. They forced me to run because I played tennis competitively up until I was 18. And tennis is not really running. It's darting along the court and up and down the court and it's sprinting. So when it comes to, when it came to longer distance, my body wasn't like fashioned for that. Um, but they made me see that I was capable of not just playing tennis, um, but actually I was capable of running. Yeah, I'd say, you know, 2019, about four months into my rehab journey, I'd already done a 12K. Then two and a half months after that, I'd done my first half. It's about mindset, I think. Tell me about daily challenges, the hurdles and obstacles that you face that other people take for granted. Yeah. You need to face them. It would be nice if others were at least aware of them Mm. so that they were a little bit more... Compassionate. Empathetic. Yeah, yeah. You know, your day-to-day tasks, like being able to use all four limbs, as we call it, both hands, both legs, in unison with each other is sometimes a struggle for me when my left side just goes, thanks, but we're done. (laughs) You know, then whether I like it or not, like it's, it's difficult. Things like chopping, cutting up meat, for example. Sometimes I can do it. Other times I've got to say to my friends, 
who were with me at the time say, for instance, a prize, and I've got to go like, oh, I'm having one of those moments. Please, can you cut up my meat? And they're like, cool, no problem. Other times, you know, it's walking. I was told by a really, really ignorant individual years ago when I was walking to work, um, hey, what's wrong with you? You look like you're drunk. I said, excuse me? Sorry? He goes, no, you, you, you like look like you're drunk. You're staggering. You know, I was very diplomatic, but I said, in, I said, um, if you want to know, I've got a slight disability. And then he, you know, people like that, he like smirked and laughed at me and pointed at me and then walked away. Mm. So, yeah, it's dealing with all types of people and not everyone actually want to come alongside and go, okay, tell me about it. Why are you having, you know, I saw you two days ago and you were fine. And now two days later, you are clearly struggling, you know, talk to me about it. Not everyone wants to be like that. And I think you guys as Zoe's parents can probably relate to what I'm saying. Some people will come alongside of you and are compassionate about where you are at the given time with Zoe and other people just don't actually want to know mm. and they judge. So, you know, it is what it is. People are people. I was going to ask you what it is then that you would like for other people to to understand uh, around those daily challenges. But I think you've you've done that very nicely for me in a, in a nutshell. As we haven't discussed, there's obviously invisible disabilities that are physical in their own right. But people will look at those individuals and go, you say you are experiencing spasms or fatigue or this or that and you can't function. But hello, you're normal. And I like to say to those people, actually, no. They're just like me, but you can't see it. Doesn't mean they struggle. They don't struggle with balance. Doesn't mean they don't struggle with fatigue. Doesn't mean one day they are fine and the next day they're not. You know, stop judging. Why don't you like, do your research and have a little bit of a heart? Because the more compassion and understanding the human race has, the better us as humans will be. <laughs> That's just me venting. You mentioned you were walking to work in that particular story. Yeah, yeah. What is it that you do for a living at the moment, Nikki? I'm blessed to be a, I call it, a private homeschool facilitator slash tutor, depending on the students I'm teaching, um, for kids that don't quite fit into the mainstream setup in that they can't really cope with the big classes, the 30 plus kids. But they also are too intellectually advanced for a remedial setup. So they need the one-on-one -on -one home school environment, if that makes sense. And that helps them flourish. I mean, since COVID, things have just advanced dramatically. And it's a privilege. You sound like you have a passion then for teaching and for enabling people to understand things better. Is, is that fair? I think what where my heart is, is I love to cultivate the best out of people, to pull out, see them thrive. So I love to see people in general who suffer maybe from low self-esteem to actually get to the point where that they develop and have cultivated their own self-confidence. So that to me comes in different forms. It comes in teaching, encouraging, motivating, um, and also it comes in like being a self-help kind of like coaching, 
you know, coming alongside people and going, why, why do you feel you can't do this? You've got this. Come on. You're stronger than you think. <laughs> That's just my motto. And I suppose in a way God's um, opened up an avenue where I can use these strengths of mine in terms of teaching. It's sometimes strange how our passions are cultivated in ways that we don't fathom or don't foresee as functioning in society. It's like I look at you being a radio personality and you're so much more than that. You know, people listen to you and come alongside and hear you and your wife's story and they're like, wow, okay, Sean, his title is like radio personality. Um, his, his, his work, his field of work is in media, but he's so much more than that. People say you're next, like when we watch you from a distance, you are so much more than just a teacher. You're an encourager, you're a counselor, you're a life coach. Um, and yeah, I think that's what I love and that's what I've been blessed to be able to do in this in this interesting season. What Nikki says here rings true for me. It's why I named one of the episodes of this podcast, I Am Just a Dad. Because at that point in time, I felt like that's all I was. At least that's what nurses and doctors had seen me as. But so often when we label our friends, our family members or members of society, we forget how multifaceted we all are. The things we're capable of doing, we really need to embrace that a little bit more. Nikki, what scares you? Sure. Um, what what doesn't scare one, hey? Um, even though I'm a go-getter and I'm not afraid to try, it's always it always like breaks me, crushes me when I try and I fail. So I'm scared of failure, I guess, and constant failure. But who isn't? Mm. No? Um, I'm scared of in my terms like being seen as someone who's not good enough um, because of my limitations. Um, I'm scared of being turned down because I'm not fast enough or agile enough. So yeah, I mean, I'm just being real with you. <laughs> and those who know me know, and they're walking, they're walking through that with me. And that's, I think, why I love just following your journey, especially with, um, with Zoe and what you guys are still navigating. We call it the uncharted waters, don't we? <laughs> Um, what works and what doesn't work because you don't hold back when the time is right. You know, you like, this is where we at now. So he's um, in the times where she had her setbacks. You like, guys, this is happening. You know, won't you come alongside of us in support in prayer, what, what, what. Um, and then when she rose above it and, you know, like the tide shifted, we cel- we all celebrated with you guys <laughs> to see her her advancing and her defying the odds and oh, it was just it is so beautiful to witness your journey it's fair to say that all of us are going to face adversity in some point of our lives mm-hmm. and we want a circle around us that we can relate to that we can connect with mm-hmm. if i had to ask you to complete the sentence success is what would you say Success is trying your best. And when you're down and out, crawling back up, getting back up and trying again. Goals, hopes, aspirations. Are there things that you're working towards at the moment, Nikki? Yeah. So I'm in a fitness circle called Davy J. The heads, Jono and Jules, main keys, um, came up with a beautiful phrase that we all still use called what are your big, hairy, audacious goals for the year? Um, 
And mine would be to finish the year on a high note in terms of running and sporting-wise, um, doing Sunlum Cape Town again and trying to do better than I did last year. Um, however, there is a slight chance that I won't be able to do it just because of where I am now health-wise. So it's a case of I'm, I'm in a season where I'm sitting back going, okay, I need to regroup, I need to recalibrate and maybe restructure the goals that I set for myself at the beginning of the year um, into smaller goals. So yo, my desire for the rest of the year is just to to obviously like figure out different goals that I can set for myself, but um, to come alongside my friends and my family who are very close to me. Um, and even like seeing you guys <laughs> in your in your journey with um, with Zoe, just championing you all on, you know, my circle, my peeps. Um, virtual or not, and 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 coming alongside and going, yes, you did it, woohoo! <laughs> um, you know, um, and I think that's what life is about. You know, we can. I have the saying mm. that mm. goes, it's a scripture. I'm trying to think of what scripture it is, but it says, um, we can kind of like make our steps, but the Lord directs our path. Quintessentially, I think that means. We can plan our goals and what we want to achieve in life, be it sport-wise, financially, um, you know, work-wise, et cetera, et cetera. The list, the list goes on. But things might not pan out the way we'd hoped. Um, but the best thing will always happen because God is the one that is in control ultimately. Easier said than done. Mm. You were talking about physical goals or athletic goals but as you quite rightly say just as important to have some goals that are maybe more personal or self-aware because if there is an ailment that prevents you from running and that was the only goal you had set yourself for the year you may start to feel like you haven't achieved but if you also include those more self-aware personal goals those relational goals that you can work on all the time how do you, I think it boils down to, and I know you can relate when I say this, how do you handle disappointments? And I think that should be our biggest goals to um, be able to go, okay, I'm not going to crumble when the goals I set for myself don't pan out. I'm going to get back up and recalibrate and refocus and regroup and crawl if I need to crawl, but you know, I'm going to keep on going. I'm not going to give up. Um, I think internal strength, an internal strength is more important. Maintaining a strong internal um, emotional kind of like mindset, strong mindset um, is often more important than chasing, you know, various physical goals. Um, it's like, Correct me if I'm wrong, um, if I'm way, say if I'm way off course, but people look at your family and go, and I'm sure, like you said, and I love what you said, like specialists said to you and your wife, you know, your daughter is, what, a broken plane that can't be fixed, something like that. And you could have turned around and said, and like completely crumbled under that and said, oh my gosh, you know, like what are we going to do? But you, you and your wife said, thank you. But no, thanks. We're not accepting that. And you're like, to me, the way I see you guys from the sidelines is your journey, your goals are to come alongside your daughter and encourage her and motivate her 
to reach her own goals that she can't voice it, but you know internally this little child is like fighting to overcome, constantly overcome odds, which people said she wouldn't meet. So, yeah, I think for me as a 34-year-old, it's the same thing. It just looks different. Hmm. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Nikki, you're most proud of yourself for what? Okay, so I am also, I'm, I am proud of myself, but I am my biggest critic. So I'm very hard on myself. Um, mm. But in saying that, I would say I'm proud of myself this year specifically, despite all of my setbacks and goals that have been crushed on the sports side of things, um, for allowing myself and other people in to my circle and allowing them to help me strengthen my um, mental state. You know, instead of in previous years, I probably would have said, no, 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 no. This is too much. I'm going to do it on my own. And we all know we can't do life alone because we'll just crumble. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think I'm proud of myself for the way that I've handled things from an internal perspective. I'm not saying I haven't had days where I cry. And I break down and I'm like, I can't, I can't face today. You know that. Mm-hmm. But it's to me, Sean, it's not how you start the race. It's how you finish. And that's the, you know, that's a motto that, a, that anyone can live by. Yes, please. So well said. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much for your time. It's been such a great conversation. Nikki lives on her own. Until such time as, you know, the right guy comes along. (laughs) And if she isn't out there challenging her body to do things it hasn't done before, you'll most likely find her hanging out with friends and singing at the top of her voice. Nikki relishes the opportunity to help others see their self-worth and continues to teach me about building a meaningful life. You can find her on social media at kemp.nikki, an avid adaptive athlete. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Some Assembly Required. If you haven't yet, please do consider subscribing to the podcast by tapping the follow button inside the app that you're listening on. Another way to support the podcast is to leave a comment or review for others to see. Spotify listeners can scroll down to the Q&A section, while Apple Podcast or Google Podcast listeners can simply leave a review. And of course, you can share the podcast with your friends, family and colleagues too. You can find links to some of the things we mentioned in this episode, including the Kaylee campaign, Warriors on Wheels, and the Enable Center in the show notes, as well as links to our Instagram account and TikTok account too. Oh, and YouTube. Nearly forgot about that one. My name is Sean Lewitz. This is Some Assembly Required. You're always welcome here. See you soon. <laughs>